0: quick correction before we get started last week's episode stated that there were eight essential amino acids there are nine
1: you're listening to 50 Percent facts the show where we try to answer specific questions on an individual topic and then at the end we bring in an expert to give you the real answers i'm jim mcdonald and i'm mike farr welcome to our show You need an official deal, right? So it's official, and then hi, hi, like that. Where we're going? <clears throat> Maybe we do Connor. Connor, you want to be the voice? of fifty percent facts. I'll be the face. You be the voice. <clears throat> um, I I could uh, lip sync the intro for YouTube, and you could say it like, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Mike Farn, <laughs> Jim McDonald, known as Salamike and Jim McDee. Yeah, but I'm sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, just a, di- a little different. I'm trying to think outside the box. You know, I like to think of myself as a creative. And then, what did you name me? HSP, highly sensitive person. Highly he's sensitive labeled per- me. He's labeled me. I mean, he's correct, but he's labeled
0: me. HSP. So we're talking about the fact that um, Mike has been labeled a highly sensitive person.
1: It's true. It is true. I even I even think to myself sometimes at night, like, fuck, bro, I was real pissed off about that, and that that meant nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like that ruined my whole day, <laughs> and that meant nothing. I oh. can feel you on that yeah. sometimes. You know, no, little... I think you're H- HSP too. That's yeah, why we get along. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. we're similar. Yeah,
0: because some stupid little thing can just kind of change your whole perspective. Yeah, and uh, and really make you stuck sometimes too. It's like I don't want to go any further
1: in that direction because one hundred percent
0: that was uncomfortable. I don't want to do that.
1: Yeah, I, I don't like conflict. I, uh, so I'm HSP. I believe I don't know if that's official thing or not, but I am. Uh, I don't like conflict, and then I have some anxiety here and there. And those three do not work. No. They do not work because then, yeah, something will trigger me. Something will trigger me with this HSP-ness. Uh, <laughs> H-S-P-ness. Ness. Anyway. H-S-P-ness, right? Like the, the ness of having HSP. And then uh, and it's most likely driven by conflict, which I hate so much. And then the, my anxiety and my HSP only work... They only work with negative things. Uh-huh. Right? I'm sure there's someone that's HSP out there that's, that's positive. Like, yeah. they're just so love, They're so sensitive and loving and impassioned. I'm so sensitive, like, in defense. Yeah. Which is, like, my, my tw- 20% of my... Um, Self-esteem issues. Mm -hmm. You know, I I kind of, I'm not bipolar by any means, but I have a a polarity in my personality, Mm -hmm. right? A polarity in in how sensitive I am and how strong I am, how confident I am, how non-confident I am, how loud I am and how quiet I am. Uh, And that doesn't work with HSP because it never goes positive. It's only negative sensitivity.
0: So you never have that sensation of um, getting a compliment and going, oh, man, never. Like
1: pat yourself on the back. Never. I'm never even excited anymore. I think I'm a walking zombie. I <laughs> I just recently purchased a house. Yeah. And everyone's like you must be stoked. I'm like I'm not. I'm not stoked at all. Like it's just like it's cool. It's yeah. cool, but like it's like I got a house and now it's like now I got so much shit to do and bills and this. It's just like another step for me. It's work. I think and, – and and here's just – I'm trying to give you guys a people into my deep, deep, dark, weird head. So for me, I've already – the confidence side of me is already like – I already know what's going to happen in the next 50 years for me. I've already thought about it. I visualized it. I know I'm going to be successful. I know what I'm going to do. And so then when I do those things, it's like, yeah, I did that thing. But I knew, I knew I'm knew i going to buy a house. And it's uh-huh. a cool house and I like it. But I never visualized myself, you know, being a bum. And then, and then now I'm a bum. You know what I mean? Like, I visualize <laughs> good things happening, and so good things happen, and I expect I expect good things to happen because I work hard, and I think about it. Does that make sense? You're not bipolar. You're unipolar. Maybe. I'm something. <laughs> I, mean, we need I a, don't know. We need a psychologist in here to well, tell us. Oh, well, we, we should actually do That'll that. That'll be a whole Dude, that would be funny, actually, uh, if someone just sat in and listened to you and I, and then they just tell us how fucked up we are. Uh, Well, no. I actually
0: see somebody like that about once a month, but that's <laughs> I need that. I need that's that. other another thing altogether. I I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole, but I will say this, that, that that uh I'm not somebody that particularly gets depressed. Yeah. Uh unless it's situational, but boy I can get anxiety and it, yeah. and it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to come from anything, although it
1: can. Yeah, yeah. Mine are mostly triggered I think. But but they trigger like we said like one little thing could trigger me for no reason. Yeah, one little thing or a, or a, a cluster of of like not positive
0: things. Yeah, yeah. That make you feel a little shitty about yourself, and you're just like, oh, there goes my confidence. Yeah, and yeah. I
1: know though, and I know it's not normal because I have friends, a lot of friends, that would just brush that off. Like, are you kidding? Like that bugged like, you? Why would that bother? Yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> I'm about to cry. That really bugged me. You know, like yeah. I'm about to go home. I like, go shut down a day. Yeah, I'll just shut down my whole day and be done. Yeah. Welcome to fifty percent facts. Dude, we're gonna have an intro. Uh, or do you want to explain what the hell's going on? Yeah, um, yeah, <clears throat> where we take your questions, our questions, life questions, fitness, financial, personal, s- sexual, HSPNess questions, and we're going to answer them to the worst of our ability, to the best of our ability that isn't that good. Right, and then we're going to take an expert that's going to answer them to the best of the world's knowledge. We're not setting a high bar on a
0: lot of these things. <laughs> not for us. <laughs> which is why we're we're seeking out experts and getting their opinion. We're, we have some experiences, but right. we may not have a lot of expertises. Yeah, and we may have misunderstood like, like for a sure. lot of stuff. For and sure. It always
1: seems to run that way. You know what I'm good at? I'm good at, um, which a lot of people aren't now that I rip myself for being HSP, what I'm good at Let's end this on a positive note. <laughs> what I'm good at is saying I don't know. Yeah. I, a lot of people don't do that. And I've always, from day one, I've always just said like, eh, that's not really my." You know, like I get DMs and they're like, hey, Mike, I r- ripped my shoulder. Look, bro, one, we're an Instagram DM. I'm not going to diagnose your ripped deltoid. Two, go to a doctor. That's not me. Or or even otherwise, like, oh, uh, I want to get my snatch stronger. Could I help him? Maybe. You know, I've been around enough weightlifters. I've done it myself a little bit. Mm. I'll just say, like, yeah, you should probably go talk to so-and-so weightlifting coach, not me
0: yeah no i think that that uh i think that guys are particularly uh susceptible to that idea that you need to to come up with offer a solution yeah. or 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 solve a problem for somebody yeah uh I think that it's a bad habit because you end up just talking out of your ass, basically.
1: Yeah, I don't know why that is. Uh, uh, we're, we're going everywhere. I love this. The Stereotypes for women are often projected aloud, uh, often, like mm. always joked about, right? The blonde joke, the dumb joke, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a bunch of stereotypes for dudes, but they don't get talked about that much. Like, the, there is one joke about the dude never asking for directions. Yeah, uh, I'm that guy, though. Well, that's so true. I, or reading I, instructions. I hate to read instructions. I hate instructions for sure, but that's more my ADD rather than my ego. Uh, my ego doesn't get in the way for me to say I don't know mm-hmm. or, or, or directions or instructions Uh, I kind of like people being guided. (laughs) Leave me. I don't know. (laughs)
0: Well, I think that that's true of a lot of people, and I think that that, I mean, we've both produced a lot of informational content over the years, and um, people pay a lot more attention than... We thought at the time. For sure. I think that we came to realize somewhere along the line, it's like, oh, people are actually like expecting us to know what we're talking about. And to a certain extent, we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to a certain extent, we don't. And that's why we're sitting here talking to you now in this way and knowing that we're going to talk to an expert shortly who is going to answer these questions uh, for us in a somewhat more definitive way.
1: Yeah, and I think uh, some things I don't think about I'll say something, and I don't think that I'm making a statement. But every time you talk, you're making a statement, right? So, like, I was, uh, uh, I went to um, Cody Nola's last fight where he lost to TJ Dillashaw with mm-hmm. some homies, and, and we're vlogging. And I said something about um, maybe Dominic Cruz or another fighter losing to another fighter, and mm-hmm. I was wrong. They didn't even fight. Mm-hmm. But I'm live. There's, uh, We're in an arena. Mm-hmm. I probably had a beer or two, and mm-hmm. I'm vlogging. And so I don't think, like, oh, did that guy actually fight? I just know, like... These guys, this these four fighters, you know, this guy beat that guy, this guy might have beat that guy. And so I say it, like, oh, yeah, that guy's so good. He beat so-and-so. And then I'm getting ripped. They didn't even fight. You fake UFC fan. I'm like, bro, in the moment, like, I don't edit everything out. You know, if I'm wrong, I don't edit it out. So you didn't have, like, across the screen saying, I got this wrong, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I don't fact-check myself. <laughs> I, You know, like, it's the same thing with the podcasts and whatever we've done. Long format and unedited format. Yeah, I'm going to say tons of shit wrong. Yeah. I'm going to say shit wrong because I'm actually wrong, and I'm going to say shit wrong. Because I misspoke, right? right? Like that—that's just going to happen in a conversation yeah. you have with everybody day to day. People just miss make mistakes, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and people. But you put it on the internet, you're done for.
0: Yeah. So this is why we're talking to experts on this show. Another th- thing that's going to happen, though, that I'm I'm pretty confident about is that people will not agree with our experts. Sure. And if people have if people have a point opposing points of view, and they have real experts. Um, backing those opposing points of view, yeah. and I can't speak. Then we'll bring those people on. If yeah, tweet come us, on. tweet us. I'm yeah. Silent
1: Michael Two Ks. I'm the Jim McD. Tweet us your questions that you want answered. Like we said, fitness, financial life, self help, uh, yeah. anything. I don't give a shit. We'll talk about cars. I, what do I care? Uh, things that we can answer though. Uh, yeah, and then two, uh, send us an expert you think, or or just send us someone you think that's a dope expert and then i'll find a question for him
0: yeah and it and also if you want to send us a voice memo or a or a video uh of your question that we can use on the show then you can send it to social at 50 percent facts that's five zero percent spelled out facts.com
1: yeah I'm excited to dig into some of the fitness stuff just because it'll give us a chance to talk to some of our homies that I haven't talked to in a while. It's a right. good excuse. Like in the fitness industry, the only excuse to hang out uh, is like the Arnold and like stuff like that. And I don't enjoy expos that much anymore. I think they're the same thing. I was having a conversation yesterday. Yesterday, me and Connor are about to go to TwitchCon for the first time this weekend, which Ooh. is Twitch's Expo. Twitch, for those that don't know, it's a streaming. Um, social media, I guess, or streaming Mm -hmm. platform uh, owned by Amazon that's typically for gaming and gamers, and you'll hang out, build a community, whatever, and so I'm really deep into that over the last year or two, uh, and it just happens to be in San Jose this year, so we're like, yeah, we'll go, and I was talking to someone who's launching a product there, and him and I were talking, he's also in the fitness industry, Uh, he owned a supplement company back in the day, and he's Mm -hmm. like, man, those like the Arnold, the Olympia, all of them, they literally haven't changed in the last 15 years? Like, maybe yeah. there's been a couple different, like, faces that are cool now that weren't then. Yeah. But, like, not that many. Like, Michael Hearns was cool. He's still cool. Like, Dan- Dana uh, Lynn Bailey, you know? Like, st- she's still, right. still, she's still right. like a figure face. And, like, things are always kind of the same. The products are the same, just mm-hmm. slightly different label. There's nothing you go up and you're like, wow, that's so new and so different. Where in Twitch and gaming, it's related to tech. And that's, like, the fastest moving industry in the world. So, like, things right. are always different. Always- in very least, there's a new game. Yeah, like there's no new game in fitness. Like there's a barbell, there's a dumbbell, and there's like stretching.
0: Well, that's the thing. I mean, people people expect there to be new things, and and if if something's talked about as being different, there isn't nothing's nothing's oh. been different or new for a long time. Things are are. Um, I think the language around things changes, and I think that that's actually actually something that we're trying to deal with here is the fact that um, that if you don't have the vocabulary to have a discussion with somebody, then you're not talking about the same specific thing right Uh, and I think that people half know vocabulary back to 50% and so they'll use a word and they'll not know really what it means in the context of uh, of a nutrition question or a fitness question or anything else and and they'll
1: you know they'll just be wrong Especially nutrition. Yeah. People are having all these conversations, uh, but they're talking about different things. They're talking about whether we're talking about performance, longevity, right. general health, a right. uh, specific thing, uh, you know, specific condition, mm-hmm. uh, gluten intolerant, whatever it might be. People are just like, they just flat label like, oh, this is the best diet. Oh, the best diet for what? You know, like, and so hopefully we, we get to answer some of those things going on. Absolutely. Carbohydrate. Carbohydrates are the uh, are number two on
0: our list of, of things that we want to talk about. We're starting with the macros. Um, carbohydrates. What do we know about carbohydrates?
1: Just so you guys are like oh, carbo, like we're real fucking cool. We're gonna start a little bit more basic, and then we'll, we'll get into we'll get into what happens when your penis breaks later. <laughs> I'll help you guys answer that, and, and and why your butthole itches. We'll get into more things later, but for now, we're gonna cover some basics, and then we'll teach you the steroids or how to get jacked or, or how to get a girl. You know, social things would be cool. I know you talked about like love yeah. and sex, like no joke, like like a, a pickup guy would be cool. You know, pickup yeah. pickup was such a thing when I was in college for some reason. Like uh, <laughs> like the the psychology of getting a date or getting laid. Uh-huh. Like there's books on it. There's right. a big YouTube channel mm-hmm. called The Simple Pickup. I bet you we could get those guys. I think they know Bart. That'd be funny. How to pick up a woman. I know all you nerds out there trying to get laid. <laughs> Tinder's not working. You're we got to solve the incel problem. Yeah, we got you. It's Maybe it's on us to solve the incel problem. We'll do it. Carbohydrate. I don't know carbo. Hydrate means to uh, uh, water. Uh, keep hydrated. I, I, I think. For sure. Uh, uh, so there's some direct thing that I did learn. So obviously eat carbs. It's another micro, uh, uh, macronutrient, uh, for, for four calories per gram of carbs. I know that. Um, I know it's our first and easiest energy source for our bodies to tap into, right? Uh It it turns turns into glycogen and and all those things, and your brain wants to use it uh, easiest. Mm -hmm. Um, Your muscles hold onto it with water, and there is some exact calculation that I should probably remember of how many carbs you eat per how much water is stored in your muscle while you do it. Mm -hmm. Um, In my head, each muscle kind of has like your body as well um, has like a tank. Uh, of glycogen, right? Like a certain amount. Um, And and when you start to exercise or even just live, you're slowly taken away from that tank, much like a gas tank. Right. It helps you get pumped in the gym. I know that. You trying to look swole, eat some carbs. It blows your veins up. Yeah, because I think that has to do with the water. Right in the, the uh,
0: circulation. water, yeah, yeah, oh, that I, makes sense. That I makes sense. I, I, I don't know that that's true, but I believe it to be. Believe, I believe it to be true. Um, okay, so here's a question for you: Is it uh,
1: douchey to use uh, CHO? Oh, uh, because is that the chemical form? I, I think that's the chemical form. So I think it's. Uh, I think it's cool. I think, think that, it's cool. I think it's a chemical form. It's, it's, it's car- car- carbo... Goddamn, I almost grabbed my phone to Google. Huh? But we're, The rule is also that me and Jim are never going to Google... We, Him and I are coming up with a list of questions, and we're going to get them from you guys on Twitter, but we're never going to do extra research. Right. Uh, on purpose. Right. Exactly. Because the point of this is to prove... Um, what we don't know. The, the, the point of it is that we are experts in what we do, and we still don't know shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so I think CHO is the chemical thing, right? Because HH2O or something.
0: I know I've been hearing it for a very, very long time. The other one that bugs me... Uh, and I have to decide whether or not this, this is a douchey thing is kcals
1: yeah I think who writes it it depends right yeah so if you have like a little uh, you know fit Bunny, and all she does is, 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 is body weight squats and she's talking about k-cals and chOs you're like all right but but our guest on here is also uh, Eric Helms, who's a, a doctor and if he says k-cals I'm not gonna say a word we're the gonna a doctor I think we' just ask him the question he's
0: enough, he's
1: enough of a dude he's a nerd but he's a dude no 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 yeah he's, that's why he's cool I'm gonna ask, also ask him to freestyle he's to rap. He used oh. to rap and uh, dance battle. okay, so <laughs>
0: so I was walking over to to Starbucks, which is like a block from here. <clears throat> Excuse me, yesterday, I'm losing my voice. More coffee. Stand by. okay. And there's a guy in the parking lot on the ground with a MacBook, and he's got beats playing on it, and he's fucking rapping to it. That's sick. And he looked like a homeless guy with a laptop maybe he's just vibing i don't know you got to get know.
1: inspiration from somewhere
0: i guess maybe i don't know i, don't I mean know he sounded pretty good i don't i don't know exactly what he was saying but you know how how the rhythm and the meter yeah, yeah, yeah. sounds you know a particular way he, he could have been saying anything i don't know he yeah. could have been speaking another language he could have been he, speaking in tongues i don't he know could have
1: stolen the laptop he could have been homeless <clears throat> it's totally possible yeah but, you know our homeless i just moved downtown our homeless ain't that bad like compared to like l a or San Francisco, like they're straight zombies, man. The drugs and stuff in l a and San Francisco are way worse than here. I think that could be true, yeah, that you're like sort of right on that corridor too that comes back and forth between, yeah, we're pretty hidden right now, oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, we don't get
1: with New York, even the new york homeless I, f- I feel like those guys are just down on their luck, and this is one hundred percent me just being judgmental and again but but I feel like they're down on their luck in New York. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But like they're not all strung out. But like San Francisco and LA, like all the homeless are so strung out. They're on a different dimension.
0: I feel like with it we might be able to do a multi part episode on on causes of homelessness.
1: Yeah, the we, psychology of it. Yeah. Because I've heard here goes all my facts. That's how this whole thing started. We have a script, but I don't know if you guys read it. But basically, I was throwing out shit facts in a past podcast, yes. and I said I might be fifty percent wrong, and Jim agreed that I'm probably fifty percent wrong, <laughs> and and that turned into
0: the uh, the name of that episode. Yeah, fifty uh, percent uh, facts, which is how we got to be here.
1: I think homeless. Uh, they did, and I don't know how they even know this, right? What are you going to go survey a bunch of homeless people? Are going to tell you to fuck off? But I think they said like a certain, like a large percent of homeless choose to be homeless. Because they don't like the restrictions of of the man, the, they like to be off the grid. Yeah, and and it was a a, a larger percentage that surprised me twenty, thirty, forty percent of people choose to be homeless. They don't like the confines of, of house, right? Maybe maybe it's a, a claustrophobia thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is a mental health thing, but they don't like that, and they don't like yeah the constraints of our, our community in in America and our societal binds. How do they feel about carbohydrates? Carbohydrates. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: all I know. Uh, You don't
1: need them. You don't need them. I think it's the one uh, uh, macronutrient that isn't essential to living. I think that's correct. Um, What else? Oh, okay. So uh, we're
0: talking about dietary carbohydrates. They're very... processed ones
1: yeah 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 so very, so very simple ones there are like a lot of they're very ca- a lot of categories right there's like yeah simple uh, uh refined i think that's similar but then 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 within that there's sugar right which is a refined carbohydrate i, I like where your head's at i'm i'm, I'm reliving my 10 year old college experience uh, and then within there there's fructose there's glucose there's anything with the os, os right. does os mean sugar it probably does because then there's a million of those things. That's a things. question. Yeah. Ose means sugar, and there's a million things, uh, uh, a million of them. And, and some are fructose. What I say? Glucose, fructose, lactose. Lactose. Milk sugar. Milk sugar. Milk sugar. Right? Uh, so there's a bunch of different those, and they, they they react generally the same but slightly different in the body. Like I believe fructose um, wants to be stored in your uh, uh, uh Liver? I believe. uh, I believe. uh, And and once that overflows, then you start to store it as adipose tissue. uh, uh, Glucose or or carbohydrates in general are a little bit easier to overeat Uh uh, because they taste delicious, especially when they're mixed with some kind of fat. Like think of the most delicious things on the planet. And they have a lot of fat, dietary fat and Uh. dietary carbs like donuts, uh, ice cream. Pizza, all the best products on the entire planet have both of those, and so they're easy to overeat. And when you overeat carbohydrates, they are easier to be stored as adipose tissue or body fat. I know that because I've I've been there. I feel you guys.
0: A thing that I think I've heard recently, and I don't know that this is true but we will ask, is that that if you're just eating carbohydrate and you're not eating fat with carbohydrate, you're less likely to turn that energy into fat storage
1: i've heard that too but i don't know again uh uh we, we talked about like chronic things or, or 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 acute things i don't know if that's cu- acute or chronic you know if that means like literally in a bite in a meal or in a day you know what i mean yeah because it has to depend because that's the same thing with uh another question that I, we're, we're going to dig into in a different episode but the uh um index why can't i think right now glycemic the index. glycemic index right with like insulin spiking and how hard it hits your body yeah. that they, They studied it with acute things, meaning like in one meal, but Mm -hmm. the fact is it matters what you ate 24 hours ago. If I ate a shit ton of fiber for breakfast Mm -hmm. and then I have a a just sugar meal six hours later, uh, it'll uh, be affected in your body differently. It'll be processed in your body different so the insulin spike won't be as hard rather than if I haven't eaten for a week and then I go eat a Snickers bar. Snickers is a bad example because it has fat in it, but you know what I mean. I eat a bunch of sugar, then then the the, the index is going to go through the sky.
0: Yeah, like um like gummy stuff is pretty much yeah, gummy bears. it's it's that's like good. it's like sugar and and uh, yeah. glycine or something, yeah. right? It's just it's just just jello basically. Yeah, yeah fruit
1: <laughs> fruits veggies, those are carbs and fruits are, t- tend to be a little bit more simple yeah, uh, of a don't sugar. They typically fiber. have
0: very much fat in them. It's more fiber yeah. and
1: yeah. Okay. I think that's a big difference too in how complex the carb is um, itself is is if there's fiber involved. It's more of a, a complex carb, mm-hmm. um, right? Because people think about brown rice, they think about veggies, <laughs> things like that, and even some fruits. Uh, and then you start to think more refined sugars. You start to think gummy bears and, and mostly man-made shit. Cane right. sugar is obviously a natural one. Fruits a natural one. I don't think there's that many refined sugars that are unprocessed. Where else does sugar come from? Beets. Cane. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I think yeah. like yeah, to refine it, cane is like the main one that's refined. But I think a lot of it is yeah, fruits and veggies, but those have fiber, so that's what people talk about, like general health recommendations for people that want to get healthy and not be overweight. As you eat you know more natural looking foods, less processed foods, you tend to get less sugar in a more volumous product right to eat a whole apple it's i don't know uh, 20 carbs maybe 15 sugar Mm -hmm. but it's got like five grams of fiber and you're pretty full after a big old apple where you eat like one tiny handful of gummy bears and you're probably at 30 grams of sugar no fiber no vitamins or minerals right it's my favorite group carbs for yeah those i want to send us anything
0: (laughs) i love carbs um what was i going to say that the the carbs plus fat thing makes me think of uh Uh, John Berardi way back in the day he basically said eat your protein with your fat or eat your carbs with your fat, but don't eat your your fat and your carbs together. Yeah,
1: and you hear about that a lot now. But I feel like you hear about that in again the bigger picture rather than the meal. And I don't know. I, I know what you eat together does have an effect, and the, I don't know whether or not. I don't know how that's backed up by by science. Science. I have
0: no clue about that. And I mean,
1: that's a, again goes to like the toxicology report from that, like uh-huh. you eating sugar and fat together, uh-huh. and then like. What you do that for a year, like it might balance out over a year, yeah. right? Like the insulin spike or the, how much adipose right. you, because although we eat and we're, we're constantly storing fat and constantly using our body fat as a fuel source, okay, uh, right? Like all, all the time we're, we're burning, we're right. making energy, right? right, right. Like I have, there's a little bit of fat and even black coffee, like a hair, right? And so you're, you're using that and you're whatever. So, um, w- what you eat in a meal has a certain effect on your blood and how your body reacts but it may not have a long-term effect. It may not matter. It may be insignificant in in the big picture. All right. Hopefully Eric will know. Yeah. Well, let's go
0: to our expert. So we're back (laughs) with Eric Helms, and we're going to talk about carbohydrates. Um, My question number one is, is the hydrate in hydrate referring to water really or or some other chemical action?
2: So... so yeah, yeah. The carbohydrates—if w- w- you actually write it down, you write CHO. So it's it—it it, it has carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen in it. And uh, so, so yeah, th- th- those are where we get those essential elements from. Is they, they are present in carbohydrate.
1: You set us up for the next question. <laughs> Me and Jim had a discussion whether it's douchey and, and what level of douche and who can can write or text CHO and kcal's. I, am I allowed to do it? Is it only for smart people like you? What if what if a uh, what if a a Zumba teacher writes it? Are they allowed to write like that?
2: That's a great question. So I think it, it's who who are who are you trying to pander to? Like if you want the, the like if if it your macros crowd and the PubMed ninjas out there to like you, Pub, you better write PubMed Jake ninjas
1: <laughs> PubMed oh, yeah. ninjas, dude. I'm an Eric Helms samurai. I just follow your lead, bro. I'm not a PubMed ninja. That's the best. That's the best thing I've ever heard.
2: Oh yeah, that—that's when basically the entire argument is solved by just sending a, a link to PubMed. Oh. So you're like, yeah. So I've been doing a five by five lately, and you're like, now nah, you're doing it wrong. Link. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I say.
1: A, yeah, I say one thing on Twitter, and everyone just blasts me. Well, the study I read, I read more studies than you. I'm like, I'm sure you did, pal. Great. What do you want? A high five?
2: <laughs> so yeah, if if those people are getting you on Twitter, man, I would definitely go with the CHO and the KCALs. That'll help you. <laughs> that'll, that'll keep my street cred. So yeah, it's, okay,
0: it's okay on Twitter. Is it okay on Instagram? Uh, depending upon no, I
2: mean, no Instagram, you just need to wear like tight pants and and say something about uh, motivation. Carbs, so. carbs with a Z. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah, gains with a Z. Carbs with a Z. Most things with a Z. Yeah, I like it. Yeah.
0: So does everything that uh, uh, ends with OSE actually uh, constitute some kind of carbohydrate?
2: Yeah, typically. So we're talking, you know, lactose, glucose, fructose. Yeah, those are typically if you if you're looking at nutrition Texas, that that's yeah, that that's like the one of the cheat things you remember when you're taking nutrition. Like, Ase is an enzyme that breaks it down. Like lactase breaks down lactose. You know, that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah.
0: So is there a should we be leaning toward one or or another version of uh, of an Ose?
2: I think for the most part, no. You, you, you probably want a, a broader range of things. So you know, most of the time in our diets, we're, we're taking in a blend of uh, polysaccharides, disaccharides, and monosaccharides. So saccharide just means uh, like a sugar. And most people, when they think sugar, they think table sugar. They think evil. They think, I'm going to die. Um, and in reality, all carbohydrates eventually become sugar. In some form or another, in our body. So we use glucose to, to fuel the body and live. Can't can't live without it. You know, having stable blood gl- glucose levels is what determines it whether or not you have you know diabetes or metabolic disorder. And um, so you know, for example, lactose is a disaccharide that we get in dairy products, and it consists of galactose and glucose bound together. We break it down; we get both. Uh, and then most polysaccharides are what we think of as complex carbohydrates that uh, we break down these multi-polymer strains of, of glucose, like you know multi or things like that. And also they have fiber and they take longer to digest. But for the most part, uh, if you have a good balanced diet, you're going to be getting in um, a mixture of all of it. And that, that's because you're eating fruits, that's because you're eating dairy, that's because you're eating grains, uh, and even the occasional straight-up uh, sugar in there as well is totally fine, just so long as it's, it's all well-balanced.
1: Does that have anything to do with your energy? I think you know, the old-school thought is you know, brown rice is going to give me energy for 20 hours, and white rice is going to give me energy for three hours. And I made up those numbers, but that's kind of how the, the, the plain thought is. Or, or, yeah, broccoli has some carbs in it and some fiber. That's long-term energy. Or I'm going to eat this, uh, quote-unquote, energy bar by Cliff or whoever wants to sponsor us, uh, <laughs> and that's going to give me energy right now.
2: Good old Cliff. Yeah, so, so you guys have probably heard of the glycemic index before? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so like, the glycemic index is a, a rough metric of, of how long to take for uh, blood glucose to rise in response to eating a food in isolation. Um, and the GI of foods is it, it's, it's accurate, but it has limited utility uh, because it's based on uh, eating, like if you just sat down and ate a bowl of white bread, <laughs> or something like that. Um, definitely something I had for breakfast this morning. Yeah, right? no. you guys. Yep, yep. Get a bowl, put three slices of bread in the bowl, grab my fork, and we're, we're having breakfast, right? A little syrup so, on top. <laughs> yes, but now you've destroyed GI. See, this is oh, exactly my damn home. it. See, see, as soon as you start combining foods, now we now we, we only know like uh, we we can guess, but it's it really it changes the, the glycemic load of the food, the total amount you eat and the types of eat kind of throw that number uh, out of the window. So um, when you have you know, fats and protein and carbs together, um, as I mentioned uh, way back in the day when I was on the last show, um, that can change the, 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 the digestion time of foods. Like if you were to add fat to protein, I think that's what we talked about last yeah, yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a long time ago. I can't remember. But yeah, if you yeah. add uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you add fat and protein to your carbohydrate, same thing happens. So, digestion speed will slow, uh, the appearance of glucose in your blood will change, and the GI score is essentially no longer valid if you want to get an assessment of that food. So, I think, you know, what we did in the 90s, and especially in bodybuilding circles, um, was we got a little too focused on GI, and we were like, right, we want to have steady energy all the time. Uh, I want to eat, you know, these foods, these foods, and these foods, oats, you know, brown rice instead of white, basically nothing white. It's got to be the whole grain version. Um, just a bunch of racist
1: end, nutritionists
2: exactly just 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 we're, we're done with white privilege in our food <laughs> as well that's it um, so the, uh, the the kind of the prevailing thing was let, let's just really base base a good carbohydrate quote-unquote based on its GI score and I think the reality is is that that may be true if you're eating it in isolation um, but that's just not the case in the context of a broader uh, way of looking at foods and um, and I think a better way of assessing whether or not uh, carbohydrate sources are "quote unquote" good is: do they have a good micronutrient profile? You know, are are they delivering a lot of um, you know phytonutrients as well? So things like fruits and vegetables are great, but so are grains, so are lentils, uh, so are a lot of like legumes, all all that stuff. There's there's many different uh, sources of carbohydrates that have a lot of good nutritional value that's kind of independent of whether or not uh, they have a, a "quote unquote" good or bad GI.
0: So we shouldn't be eating uh, carbs from fast foods, though, right? Or does it matter? Well,
2: well, you know the funny thing is that most fast foods don't give you just carbs. Right. Um, you know, I think in the and this may be a little bit tangent, so feel free to pull me back if I go off the deep end. No, here. let's go. Let's all right, I'm jumping off the deep end. Yeah, we're gonna hold hands so, and jump with you. I love it. We're all gonna die together. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> the uh, so you guys have probably heard people talking about uh, food addiction and how. People are addicted to sugar, and that sugar is driving uh, the obesity epidemic because everyone is just can't get enough of it, and they're just shoveling it in their mouth. Yeah, um, yeah. and they'll quote things like, "Hey, well, that's why people eat uh, cookies and, and cake so much, and drink diet so or drink soda so much, et cetera, et cetera." Um, and I think they're only getting part of it right. If you were to look at studies where we look at what foods are most overconsumed, it really comes down to very high palatability, and palatability just means. How good does that shit taste? And when you when you eat it, does it make you want to eat more? Because you know there are some foods in that area.
1: That's that's my expert area.
2: You know, I would say that data would show that half the states are as well. So you're in good company. (laughs) You know, Um, and this is a thing. We have a very different food environment these days. So it's it's if we just follow our natural signals of eat until I feel full. Certain foods aren't going to get you there until you are really full. Um, I think we can all imagine if we sat down to a meal of, you know, sweet potatoes, um, some some chicken with a nice rub, and some some nice, you know, Spanish rice, that would be good. We would enjoy it. We would eat it, but it wouldn't make us hungrier with each bite. We would probably get a little fuller with each bite. On the other hand, if you sit down to a bag of sour cream and onion laced potato chips, you have the first chip, and you're like, Goddamn, I need another <laughs> chip. Yeah. Uh, so it, there are foods that actually drive additional consumption, and when you look at the research on what those are, uh, they are typically combinations of both sweet and savory uh, mm. versus just uh, one or the other alone. Like you really don't find people, you know, breaking into Starbucks late at night and just getting caught by the police downing sugar packets by in disguise. <laughs> I just I couldn't afford it, and my, my dealer was out of town. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that doesn't happen. But people will crush an entire bag of Oreos, um, or or an entire bag of chips, which is actually not that high in sugar at all. So, it's really these combinations of flavors which drive hunger. Things like pastries, uh, cookies, ice cream, pizza. Those are all in the top five. And the Talk only of dirty one is. This- yeah, I know. I'm getting you guys all <laughs> yeah. hot and bothered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The only, the only one that is in the top five uh, that, that drives a lot of overconsumption is soda. And soda kind of comes at it from a mechanical angle. So we don't see, quote-unquote, calories from liquid quite as well because it doesn't mm-hmm. distend our belly and create that fullness. So if you're just drinking straight sugar water, then, yeah, that that's not going to get sensed as much. It's very easy to keep drinking soda. Um, so that, that's, that's the one place where you probably do need to watch your straight-up sugar contents when you're drinking it.
1: I don't want to keep going off the deep end, and I don't know who out there or you, Eric, or, or or who believes in God or or <laughs> evolution or or Freud or whoever created us. I don't know, but why is it everything delicious uh, is addictive and not so great for us? Who who did well, that? What?
2: One, I would say that Freud definitely created man. That's what uh, I've heard in a textbook.
1: We've,
2: <laughs> we've, I think we have solid proof that uh, that Freud was the progenitor of the human.
1: Race. Something like that, like the penis rules us all or something he said. I don't know.
2: Correct. The the the, the great phallus ship has landed on Earth. He came out, and then he clapped his hands, and, and people just got sprung out of their mother's wombs, that's, wishing to kill their father. That's what I was told. Yes. You know, Dr. Eric yeah. Helms confirms. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it is unfortunate that the stuff that tastes the best is also the stuff that gets us in the most trouble. And, you know, I think from a practical sense, there, there's ways to approach this when you are trying to, you know, change your body composition, improve your health. Um, some of the ways that I think we got it wrong in the quote unquote, like flexible dieting, if it fits your macros community, is back in, I would say, in the mid 2000s. And I was part of this, I was kind of there at ground zero when uh, the wars on bodybuilding.com started happening where you'd have your your bodybuilders uh, warring against these PubMed ninjas. And what ended up happening was they they kind of closed ranks and stopped learning from one another, where the idea of uh, focusing on food, quote-unquote, quality, uh, and, and certain foods in a more qualitative sense got shunned. And all of a sudden, it was like, hey, dieting is easy if you just eat whatever you want and just hit these three numbers. Uh, You know, just fit it into your macros. You can do whatever you want. When I diet, I get to diet on, uh, you know, fat free frozen yogurt. And I get to have Walton Farms. And I get to eat whatever I want. And I hit my protein. It doesn't matter. And you idiots out there are only eating three foods and you're binging. Well, the reality is, is that both camps have a little something and are missing a little something. I can't tell you how many times I've seen, you know, if it fit your macros, folks, get to a point in their diet where their calories are just so low that they're really struggling because they're trying to fit in these foods that are really a bad budgetary decision. They pack a lot of calories for a low budget. There's a lot of flavor, and they're trying to satisfy themselves. They're trying to uh, make their diets taste as good as they can when they only got eighteen hundred calories, and that's just not a good idea. You know, you're basically combining that whole sour cream and onion effect of, man, I've got to have more of that, with, and you cannot, because we have a limit. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so really, there is something in the, uh, the approach of the old school bodybuilding uh, where most of the foods are relatively bland, you know, in that while they're not very satisfying, and you really do feel quite a prisoner to this very short food list, which is why that's the problem on their side of the camp, it also doesn't derive immediate overconsumption and cravings. So, the trick is to find a nice blend of the two. And as you diet, you're focusing on basically not trying to get as much flavor out of it as possible, but you're trying to not, you just don't want to love it. Basically, you want to eat foods that you don't dislike instead of chasing foods that you absolutely love. So, you sit down, like I said, you know, that chicken with a nice rub, that sweet potato cooked in its own jacket, it's got that natural sweetness, and some Spanish rice. You're going to enjoy that meal but it's not going to be just like, oh, my God, I wish I could have four of those. Mm. Likewise, you don't completely ban yourself from the fat-free frozen yogurt or the occasional treat. Maybe you do things like having a refeed day or diet breaks and, say, 10 to 20% of your, your calories. You allow yourself to have foods that would definitely not be on that that old-school bodybuilder list, so you get to satisfy your cravings but in a reasonable way uh, while the vast majority of your food are these kinds of single-ingredient food item staples that have lots of micronutrients, fiber, protein, and give you a lot of uh, mechanical satiety for a low-calorie budget.
0: So just looking at my notes, we felt like maybe there was something special about fructose. Is there anything special about fructose or not?
1: Like you can't store it or something, you know, that's like a magical fruit sugar
2: fairy? Yeah, a a lot of the, um, I would say the... Uh, some of the ketogenic diet crowd, some of the anti-sugar crowd, um, and there is, there is some, some mechanistic underpinnings in this. Uh, they're, they're looking at the way that, that fructose is, uh, is processed, how it has to go through the liver. It can't be directly stored as muscle glycogen. And there's postulations that, that, that that's a problem. Um, but the reality is, is that when you look at the research that shows uh, overconsumption of fructose to be an issue, it's actually typically in mouse models, and they're overfeeding them drastically. They're giving them a huge amount of fructose that, even in, let's say, the average overweight American, is, is unrealistic. Um, you know, even when we, when we consume high fructose corn syrup, the difference between that and regular table sugar is a very, very small percentage difference. If I, if I, if I remember correctly, it's like 54% fructose and then like 46% glucose versus a 50 50 blend in, in sugar. Um, so when I see people going, you know, don't have that, that garbage high fructose corn syrup, just have honey. I'm like, that's a 4% difference, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the scenarios where fructose can be isolated and called the kind of, uh, you know, the, the boogeyman that, that, that's behind the, the obesity epidemic or the overconsumption crisis we have, uh, I think is, is pretty far-fetched. I, I really do think that um, to, to get into a scenario where the overconsumption of fructose is in and of itself a problem, you have to have some pretty out-there kind of uh, diet setups in combination with someone who might be already uh, metabolically dysfunctional. So to to think of that as a public health crisis, I, I don't think so. I think if we go back to the, what's the real issue, it's that we have these highly palatable foods that are cheap, always available, uh, and our lives are getting more and more busy. We do more and more mindless eating. You just have to grab food without thinking about it. We don't have structure. We don't sit down and eat with our family anymore. Uh, Our plates are getting larger. Our glasses are getting larger. I tell you, if if you just go travel around the world, all of a sudden you notice that the glasses, the plates, the forks, everything is much smaller in every other part of the world besides the U.S. Food is more expensive. Um, Food places aren't open 24-7. And there's this all of these things that compound that make it very easy to get very tasty foods all the time and eat way past uh, what would normally be considered um, a, a reasonable portion size because of we don't have the same satiety cues anymore. So I think any time we try to isolate it to something like fructose or even fat like we did in the 80s or, 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 or kind of in the early 2000s, we really were on that paleo kick where it's anything that wasn't around when we were, you know, chasing velociraptors down with sticks, uh, back when Freud had yeah. just recently, yeah, recently <laughs> created the planet, yeah, he created fire, really, <laughs> really? he yes, taught us the way, yes. yeah, yeah. Well, he created us and dinosaurs at the same time, and he said, "Fight. Whoever wins, I'll, I'll teach about." <laughs> I've seen that uh, movie Freudian philosophy. Yeah, it's yeah, that a good one. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I think it, wh- whether it's you know what paleo man ate—fat, carbs, sugar, fructose—I uh, I think w- if any time we try to find a single smoking gun we're almost invariably wrong because the obesity epidemic has a multifaceted uh, pieces to it of why we are where we are today. So anything
0: that we haven't already covered that you think that people uh, either get wrong or don't understand about carbohydrates?
2: Yeah, I I think the big thing to know about carbohydrates is that um, they become increasingly important the more active you are uh, and uh, that depending on the type of activity you're doing, uh, they might be less or more important, you know. So if you're someone who just lifts weights a couple times per week for an hour, kind of powerlifting focused, you don't need to slam a huge multidextrin shake an hour before you train. Uh, however, if you're someone who's lifting a few times per week and then going on, you know, 30 or 40 k bike rides regularly, then yeah, you, you probably do want to look at things like Gatorade or Goo packets or, or maltodextrin as something that might actually help your performance. But for the average exerciser, it's more about just eating a a nice, healthy blend of multiple types of carbohydrate sources in moderation within the total calorie budget, focusing on fruits and vegetables and whole grains. And uh, also allow yourself the occasional treat. Uh, But just make sure that you have structure, you got balance, and don't think that carbohydrates are the devil.
1: Wrapping it up, your favorite carb source, most delicious?
2: Oh, that's tough, man. That's tough. Are you a carb guy? I, I definitely eat carbs. Yeah. It's just they're always in combination with something else. You know, like I love pizza, but that I wouldn't call it carb. Right. You know? <laughs>
1: right. But who? Yeah, but pizza is great. Pizza. Hey, we'll take I'll, pizza. I'll say
2: yeah. uh, I'll, I'll say pasta, just because okay. that's that's okay. a little more. Yeah, Italian. Okay. I'm always a happy man.
1: I like it. I like it. Yeah. Uh, where can people find you, Eric?
2: Check me out on 3Dmusclejourney.com. That's for anyone interested in uh, drug-free information on bodybuilding, powerlifting, or just general science where you can find links to my research review, monthly applications, and strength sport. if you want to stay up on the science things. Or if you want to read my books on nutrition or training, check me out at muscleandstrengthpyramids.com. And if you want some more lighthearted content, a little bit of lifting history, check me out at, at helms 3 dmj on Instagram.
1: Thanks a lot, Eric. My pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, be sure to share with your friends. Do us a favor and subscribe. You can follow me, Silent Mike, with 2K's on Instagram and Twitter. Send us your questions on Twitter, and uh, we'll catch you in the next one. You can find me
0: at the Jim McD on all social media. The show is 50% facts 5-0 P-E-R-C-E-N-T-F-A-C-T-S on all social media where it's been established. Next week we're going to take a sidestep into the glycemic index with Lane Norton.